Hello and welcome to the live stream, multi-stream edition of the Running with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation, a part of the Rivals Network. My name is Aaron Coleman, host and producer of the podcast, and I am joined as always by our good friend, Josh Dowers. Josh, welcome. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. And we are joined here by two special guests that you see here on your screen. We are live streaming on both Facebook and Twitter here this fine evening. And we're joined by quarterback recruits for the class of 2022, Chase Harrison and Peter Zamora. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. For sure. And uh, I'll start it off here, fellas. Uh, We'll start off with you, Chase and Peter. Uh, We'll uh, go to you next. Uh, Same question here, fellas. First of all, Chase, what led you to sign that letter for Marshall University and what led you to believe that the Thundering Herd was a place for you? Yeah, I think um, just getting on the phone with Coach Cramsey and uh, Coach Hoff and being able to go visit with my family, uh, I think it was uh, definitely just the right time. Um, I want to be a part of the program. I think they have an amazing fan base. Uh, I want to compete for a conference championship every year, and uh, that's something Marshall will do, and it's something I want to be a part of. All right, Peter, same thing. Uh, what led you to be a member of the Thundering Herd? I mean, obviously, it was a uh, connection and a bond that you had built with the uh, coaches. know that you couldn't speak with them over – I know that you couldn't speak with them in person, but uh, seeing them over the phone, doing the Zoom chats, I know that it was something that was important to you to kind of build that relationship. Absolutely. Relations for me are very important in the process. But uh, with a school like Marshall, they checked off all the boxes um, from an educational standpoint, football and just even after football, because, you know, football is never is not going to last forever. They just checked off all the boxes. I didn't want to leave a great school like Marshall waiting and sitting on the table. Absolutely. And you could ask anybody here a question. You could ask Josh a question. You could ask Peter a question. Or you could ask Chase a question here on the live stream, multi-stream edition of the podcast. We are streaming on both Facebook and Twitter. So check these guys out. Check out Chase. Check out Peter. Uh, Give them a follow. Give Her Nation a follow. And give Running With The Herd a follow as well. And, uh, Peter, one of the things that I'm going to go to you here with this question, one of the things that stands out to me is the fact of you playing in the seven-on-sevens down south in uh, south carolina and everything and just going through the whole circuit and everything talk to me about what that's like and how that's getting you ready for division one football absolutely with seven on seven becoming such a big trend and such a big deal down the south you're always playing against the best talent you're always playing against the best talent you're playing against different coverages and different personnel whether it's with your high school team or it's with the, uh just a, another group of kids you're getting better learning route concepts, play uh, different plays, and playing against different defenses. And just the constant repetitions and the constant competition definitely goes ahead and uh, prepares you for what's to come. For sure. And uh, Chase, this question is for you. Um, I know that being from Ohio, which is a top five football state, I know that they only have uh, seven on seven just a brief time out of the year. It's not year round like it is down south. But um, talk to me a little bit about working with guys and uh, getting those route trees down and everything like that helps you develop as a quarterback. Right. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not as fun as going on tournaments and uh, everything with seven on seven. But I think um, just being able to lift with the team and then like after practice and lifting 
going out to the field and throwing and building that connection early is always really important. It'll help you uh, later on in the season. So I think just building it from the start is uh, what we're really trying to work on. Now, as we uh, move on here, guys, I mean, I know that um, both of you playing quarterback, I know that it's one of those positions where obviously it's the most important position in football. It's probably the most important position in team sports, to be honest with you. And I know that there's guys that are more leaders by example, and I know that there's guys that lead vocally as well. And this question is for both of you gentlemen. We'll start off with you, Peter. Are you more of a vocal leader or do you lead by example? Or for you, is it a combination of both when you're trying to get your guys fired up and ready to go, you know, move the chains or possibly score? I feel like it's definitely a combination of go, a combination of both. If um, if the team goes ahead and uh, I, I see them slacking or I see they need a push, I'll definitely be the guy to go ahead and get on them and say, hey, guys, we got to get this done. But at the same time, if I'm, I'm going to be the guy to go ahead and look to, when things are going good and things are going bad. And if you want to go ahead and succeed, look to see what I'm doing and, and just follow and we will succeed. Okay, same question for you. Um, are you more of a vocal leader or do you lead by example? Or for you, is it a combination of both? Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely a combination of both. I think uh, on and off the field, I try and be a person my teammates can look to. And even not, not even my teammates, just being a person and a role model for younger kids. And then uh, I kind of just uh, pick my spots on where to say something. Um, I think being like most important to make sure your teammates uh, like they know you mean it and all that stuff. So I think uh, just picking my spots and making sure I mean it. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, being authentic and being the same person from day one is important in the locker room, in the huddle and in all aspects, because, I mean, you know, you're around your teammates all the time and, and they're going to see you know, if you're stepping outside of who you really are. So that's that's definitely a, ma a major thing there. Our first question here uh, comes from uh, Facebook, Andrew Thompson chiming in. What was it like getting recruited by Cho by Coach Huff? Uh, we'll start with you, Chase. What was it like getting recruited by Coach Huff? It was definitely cool being uh, his first year at Marshall. So it's kind of it's special and it's fun. Um, com him coming from Alabama, uh, he's definitely bringing that winning tradition and winning aspect of, like, he wants to win and all that stuff, so I think it'll be fun to be a part of. Peter, what was it like for you getting recruited by Coach Huff? I couldn't agree with more than with Chase. He, with his great background at the University of Alabama and bringing that national championship, that 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 winning desire and that winning mentality to the program is definitely intriguing, and I would definitely want to find more find more about it. And just looking at the previous offense that they ran last year, how well they threw the ball and ran the ball, it definitely went ahead and, and uh, intrigued the skills that I bring to the field at the same time. For sure. Chase, and this is really going to be a question for both of you guys. Um, you're talking about playing for Coach Huff or, you know, even rec being recruited by him. You know, for both of you guys, um, I know the plans were, and I'm sure they still are as far as I know. You guys are both planning on enrolling in January. Um, what What are you guys doing – you know, I guess maybe to prep for that. I mean, knowing that, you know, your high school career is kind of wrapping up and, um, you know, the conversations that maybe you've had with, with Coach Us, of Coach Cramsey, or even just yourselves, you know, what are, what are you guys doing to prepare for, for college? Chase, I'll, I'll listen to you first. 
Yeah, I think uh, definitely what I'm preparing for right now is just kind of it's definitely a bit different and faster game. So right now I'm just kind of working on always getting stronger and faster to kind of get ready and prepare for that. But just academic wise, always uh, staying on top of everything, my grades and all that. So when I when I do jump into all that, I'll be ready for it. Peter, what about you? I just feel like not becoming complacent just because I'm going to college and um, I plan on doing great things doesn't mean I'm going to stop working hard in the classroom, on the field or in church or wherever I go. I'm definitely going to go ahead and continue to go ahead and represent myself to be the best person I could be on and off the field. So just staying hungry and, and I will not become complacent. Now, guys, a question for both of you here. One of the things that stands out to me about Marshall is a preeminent group of five school is the quarterback tradition that they've had there over the years. Guys like Michael Payton, who's in the College Football Hall of Fame. You got guys like Rakeem Cato, who, uh, Peter, you worked with uh, down in uh, Florida, and guys like Chad Pennington and Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich now a uh, top-flight coach, offensive coordinator with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just came off of the Super Bowl. Was that one of the biggest draws to Marshall for both of you guys? Was the quarterback tradition that you see at Marshall and how you could possibly maybe add your names perhaps to that list day? Was that one of the big draws for you? We'll start off with you, Peter. Absolutely. I saw um, Marshall is definitely very rich in tradition and rich in history. They bring many guys to the table, like you said, Rakeem Cato and Byron Lefwich and Chad Pennington, which I had the blessing to go ahead and work with Rakeem Cato. And it was definitely going ahead and great to speak with him and going ahead and we were seeing eye to eye and to absolutely, we agreed at the same time that Marshall was definitely a great place for me and uh, to, to spend the next three or four years. And uh, Chase, what was it a lot? What was it like to find to get that letter from Marshall and and say like, hey, you know, there were some great quarterbacks that played here in the past. I could possibly add my name to that list. Yeah, no doubt. I think definitely the end goal for me is make it to the NFL one day. And uh, Marshall, since uh, I mean, any position in the NFL uh, better is that like as good as anyone. So I think uh, being a part of that and having the chance to do that is definitely important to me. I think seeing those guys who I mean, the school has such rich history and a, a rich program. So I think seeing those guys that go in the NFL and not just like seventh round picks they're first round picks. And I think just seeing that was important to me. You know, you guys kind of come from you know different parts of the country. Obviously, you know, Peter's kind of a southern guy and, and Chase, you're from Ohio. Um, you know, what about like Marshall? I mean, obviously, you know, Chase is much closer, but, you know, the location and, and just what Marshall offers. I mean, I, I know you guys kind of touched on this earlier, but, you know, just, um, you know, besides of like, you know, the proximity to, to your home, um, what about Marshall stood out the most? I mean, if you could pick one thing, you know, what, what stood out about Marshall the most? Peter, we'll go with you. All right. So I guess I could say one thing that Marshall, I guess, really brought to the table for me was the fact that they care so much about me as a person uh, instead of just a a person on the field. They cared about me as a person on and off the field, what I'm going to be doing after football, um, what I'm doing now, just checking up on me on a regular basis just to make sure I'm doing well as a person rather than just a player. Chase, what about you? I think kind of going on. Peter said I think the coaches uh, are, are kind of the best thing about it I think once you see like a lot of times you'll see once a kid commits they just kind of leave it be and they don't really communicate with you because they kind of got set in but I mean they, they still keep that same of like 
checking up on you, having phone calls with you, how's your week going, all that stuff, and it shows they, they really care. So something nice about that. Guys, what what have your conversations been like with offensive coordinator Tim Cramsey? And we've had him on our show previously, and I've spoken to him numerous times, as has Josh. And just what have your conversations been like with him? I mean, obviously, you know, he's a, one of those coaches that, you know, like Chase was saying, he checks up on you and, and makes sure that you're all right, not just as a football player, but as a young man as well. Just what have those conversations been like with Coach Cram and uh, – you know, just to talk about building that relationship. We'll start with you, Chase. Yeah, so I think uh, we talk a couple times a week, so he, he'll just check up on me. But even sometimes we'll talk about the offense, and uh, it's definitely a quarterback-friendly offense, so it's uh, definitely appealing to the eye. Uh, they want to air out the ball. So, uh, I mean, every week he'll just check up on you. So it, it's a multitude of things we'll talk about. Peter, what about you? Uh, to wrap up what Chase said, definitely a quarterback-friendly offense, pushing the ball on the field, stretching the field from sideline to sideline, having to cover all 53 and one third yard across the field is definitely uh, something a quarterback wants to be a part of. And at the same time, he same thing how um, I said earlier, how he checks up on you, uh, not as a football player, as a person as well. He does a great job of just being an overall mentor and coach. You are listening. Running with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation, part of the Rivals Network. Aaron Coleman, Josh Dowers, Chase Harrison, and Peter Zamora streaming live on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question for Peter, Chase, Josh, or myself, you can chime in on Facebook. We are taking questions. Thanks to Andrew for chiming in. And Josh has a question for both of you guys. So take it away, Josh. Chase, I'll start with you. Um, you know, the spring games this weekend, I mean, obviously, it's going to be your first time to campus. What are you? Uh, what are you looking forward to most? Um, actually, it's my second time. I came oh, down, okay. family, uh, like on a self-guided tour. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely uh, excited to see all the fans and uh, how they re really like are excited about football and everything. So I'm excited to see all that, the atmosphere, uh, seeing how they run their offense. So it'll be fun. Peter, what about you? I'm just really excited to go ahead and look at my new home and uh, my new family that I'm going to be around for the next four years, three, four years. And I definitely want to get a feel for the atmosphere and just understand that and love the fact that I'm going to be there for the time I'm going to. And I want to appreciate who's uh, the fans and just everybody that's going to be around. Okay. All right, gentlemen, last question here for you guys. Um, what kind of player is Marshall getting when Peter Zamora arrives on campus? And we'll ask the same question to you, Chase. But what kind of player, what kind of person – is Marshall University getting? You're getting a guy that's around the clock, a guy that's going to go ahead and watch film, time in and time out, uh, time in and time out. I'm going to put in the time to go ahead and prepare games. Everything I possibly can to win the game will be done, whether it's with, within the guidelines, whether it's within the time to play football, or whatever, whatever time it is, you're going to get a guy that's going to win the game in the classroom and on the field. What kind of player is – Marshall University going to get when Chase Harrison arrives on campus? Uh, they're going to be getting a smart player who cares about his teammates and uh, cares about the success of others and not just himself. And uh, a player who really wants to take this program to the next level and uh, win a couple conference championships on there. Good stuff, guys. Great stuff as always. Peter Zamora, Chase Harrison, thank you very much for joining us here 
this Thursday to talk a little herd football and to talk a little bit about your commitment to Marshall. Congratulations to you both. Looking forward to uh, seeing you guys when you hit Huntington. And best of luck to you with all that you do. And we appreciate your time here this evening. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you for having us. us. Thanks, guys. All right. That was Peter Zamora and Chase Harrison joining us here in the Running with the Herd podcast. Special thanks to them. You could give those gentlemen a follow on Twitter. Great young men as well as solid football players. So looking forward to their arrival on campus. Now, Josh, before we close out here, a little bit about the spring game as it relates to the men that are already on campus. Now, there's been some competition with some departures um, when you talk about the running back room, when you talk about some of the other positions on the football field for Marshall. Um, talk to me about what you're going to keep your eye on when you attend the spring game this Saturday at the jump. I mean, I think a couple of different positions stand out. I mean, um, obviously the running back room. I mean, you lost you know, Brendan Knox, um, you know, one of the more productive running backs in Marshall history. Um, so you got a couple of guys there battling. Um, you know, Sheldon Evans saw some time last year. You know, Knowledge McDaniel, uh, Rashina Lee, uh, Lawrence Papillon. Um, you know, those four guys are, you know, obviously the guys are going to be vying for the most carries. But, uh, you know, that room is obviously intriguing. You know, all those guys are talented. Um, not as much experience there as maybe what you would like, but, you know, sometimes talent can uh, make up for experience pretty quickly. So that's that's a position, obviously, we're going to be looking at. Um, you know, uh, the wide receiver position, uh, you know, we saw highs and lows last year there. Um, you know, that's a position that you would like to see a step forward in. And, uh, you know, I, I think – you know, for some of those guys, it was the first time really seeing college football. Same with, you know, same with the quarterback being you know, Grant Wells this, this first season. So, I mean, yeah, I think uh, having a, a season under those guys' belt and then, you know, a full, you know, winter workout program and as well as, you know, spring ball this year, I think that'll go a long ways for those guys. So that's another position. Um, yeah, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, defensive line's a position that, you know, I have some interest in, you know, there's some guys that, you know, obviously are still around, you know, Kobe Cumberland or Jamari Edwards, um, you know, Sam Burton, Owen Porter, you know, all those guys saw some time last year and quite a bit, but, um, you know, you lost a guy like Darius Hodge and who was, you know, one of your more productive, you know, pass rushers and uh, a couple other guys here and there, but, um, you know, that's a position to watch. Um, you know, obviously linebackers, same thing as with running back room, you know, you lost Devontae Beckett. So, you know, that guy was, a freak last year for us and, and really for the last two years. But uh, you've got some guys there too. You know, you got Abraham Oakland coming back, you know, Eli Neal coming back, um, a couple other guys that saw some time here and there. And I think if you watched Coach Huff's press conferences, you know, he's mentioned some of those guys, Charlie Gray, Brian Cavacante, um, and a few other guys that mix in there too. And um, I think those are the positions, you know, that – most fans are going to be focusing on and trying to see, you know, where we stand. And, you know, obviously, you know, you've got summer ball still yet to come into play, but um, those are, those are the positions that I'll be watching the most. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you look at that running back room, you have four talented guys back there and it'll be interesting to see who really takes ownership of that number one spot. Now I think it's going to be more of a platoon kind of situation, kind of a by committee, kind of deal when you're talking about um, making sure that 
you know, you could run the ball effectively. But I, I definitely think that uh, Knowledge McDaniel is the kind of guy that he kind of reminded me a little bit of Keon Davis and the fact that he's a little bit thicker, you know, in, in the lower body and he moves the pile whenever he runs. And then Rasheen Ali, who I saw play at Shaker Heights up in here in Ohio, he kind of reminded me with that burst a little bit of Tyler King, you know, just the way that he, you know, just burst through the line and, you know, with this kind of speed that he has. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on there. Now, something that I'm kind of looking forward to a little bit, and I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of competition there per se, but it'll be interesting to see what the kicking battle is going to be like. You know, you had Shane, Shane Chuchi, who was our kicker uh, the previous year, and he hit some field goals for us and he missed a couple, but at the same time, they uh, brought in a couple of uh, young men, so it'll be interesting to see what that battle looks like. Yeah, I mean, you know, routinely we've been pretty good in, in special teams, and last year we definitely took a step back. Um, you know, whether that was a personnel issue, you know, a scheme issue, who knows, I'm not real sure, but, you know, obviously that's a position that we need to get better in in, in 2021. Um, it kind of touching back on the running backs, the really good thing about that position is, is, you know, they're running behind a really ex experienced offensive line. I mean, uh, it, I don't know exactly the number, but I know in terms of like experience, you know, Marshall's offensive line is, is easily in, in the top five in college football. So in terms of like number of starts, I mean, you've got guys like Alex Millette, you know, Will Ulmer, Tariq Adams, Kane Madden. I mean, all those guys have been starters now for, you know, for multiple years. So to have those guys back, you know, that's, that's huge for, oh, yeah. you know, for, for Grant and, and for the running backs. Definitely. And we'll close here on this one. It'll be interesting to see what goes on with uh, Grant's roommate and uh, one of the top targets before he uh, got injured was uh, Brock Thompson. I mean, obviously he had missed some time with a uh, shin injury and uh, I saw on Twitter and I saw, um, that he was running routes for the first time. And it'll be interesting to see if he's back at full strength, not necessarily for the spring game, but by the time fall camp starts. Because I think when he went down with that injury, not only was Grant kind of hampered by it because they had such a connection, you know, on the field and, you know, from their time off the field and everything, but also it kind of stymied the wide receivers as a group, you know, because you had a guy that ran complete routes. You had a guy that had sure hands and everything else. And some guys did step up, but some guys, uh, they, they kind of were a little bit out of their comfort zone there. Yeah. I mean, as far as Bryce goes or Brock, sorry. Um, yeah, like you said, I, I don't think we'll see him this weekend, but, um, you know, obviously you know, his health is something to watch going forward. I mean, I, I, I'm unaware of anything that would, you know, keep him, you know, from being at full strength by the time fall camp comes around. So, like you said, that'll be huge for us. Um, he was easily the most effective receiver we had in that room. And um, and not taking anything away from guys like Corey Camage or Willie Willie Johnson or anything like that. But, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, Brock was the best receiver we had last year. And, and um, you know, it was just a shame to see him go down like that. But uh, I think, you know, last year, and I – obviously not really want to talk about last year too often much because, you know, the future is what we're looking towards, but there was just so much adversity last year that, uh, and, and not just for Marshall, but everyone, but I think that can only make this team and, 
you know, this year and going forward even better because, I mean, what else can college football or or, or whatever, you know, throw at them that they haven't seen already, honestly. So, uh, yeah, really looking yeah. forward to this weekend and, and obviously the fall. For sure, definitely. We are looking forward to the spring game, 3 p.m., Joan C. Edwards Stadium. Be there. Josh will be there. I will be keeping an eye on it as well. And I know that a lot of you who are fans of the Thundering Herd will be as well. A lot of you have been chiming in on the live stream. So thanks to all of you for chiming in. Thanks to Peter Zamora and Chase Harrison for joining us as well. And if you missed this live stream, it will be archived on YouTube a little bit later. And it will also be posted to Old Fairfield as well as Herd Nation on the Herd Nation Rivals website. Josh Stowers, I'm Aaron Coleman saying so long and go Herd.